Good morning. It's July 17th. Here in Manhattan, the suffocating humidity of yesterday is on its way down, and the temperature is on its way up toward 90. And with any luck, there'll be a five-minute period as those two lines cross that the day will actually be pleasant. This is your Indignity Morning Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Skoka, taking a look at the day and the news. We've been out of hot water at the Indignity Morning Podcast studios since yesterday, but I just looked out the window and saw a guy walk by with a giant adjustable wrench, like a really, really big one. We watched Conan the Barbarian this weekend, and it was sort of like one of the weapons from Conan. So maybe there's hope for a hot shower at some point. Meanwhile, the news. ProPublica this morning, continuing its research into Clarence Thomas's free rides on Harlan Crow's yacht, has gotten a hold of some of Harlan Crow's tax data, which strongly suggests that what Crow has been doing is claiming to run a yacht chartering company so that he can deduct all the personal expenses he spends on his personal yacht as business expenses, even though there is no evidence that he has ever actually rented out his yacht to anyone. The story says, ProPublica interviewed about a dozen former crew members of the Michiela Rose, some of whom spent years aboard the ship, and none said they were aware of the boat ever being chartered. ProPublica also reviewed cruising schedules for three different years. According to the former staff in the schedules, use of the vessel appears to have been limited to Crow's family, friends, and executives of Crow's company, along with their guests. On the front of the New York Times today, a paper edition that's floppy from the humidity, the lead story taking up two columns on the right-hand side is Trump and allies seeking vast increase of his power, a goal to bring agencies under the control of the president in 2025 if he wins. It's an important story, and there's three bylines on it. But it's a little unclear why it's running now, in that Trump and his people have been talking about this stuff since before his term even ended. He believes and has said all along that his ability to hold on to the presidency was defeated by officials who refused to do what he told them to do. He's been openly talking about replacing the civil service with political appointees throughout. He's made no secret of the fact that he wants agencies to carry out his personal vendettas. As the story says, Mr. Trump and his advisors are making no secret of their intentions, proclaiming them in rallies and on his campaign website, describing them in white papers and openly discussing them. All of which is true, but it's been true for three years. A new Trump administration would be corrupt and authoritarian on a level that goes far beyond everything that happened in the first Trump administration. And that is basically Trump's sales pitch and has been. So why exactly is this the animating premise of a front page story on July 17th, 2023, rather than the backstory of the Times' political coverage ever since the summer of 2020? One possible answer to that question, unfortunately, can be found deep inside the story in a couple paragraphs after the jump, which suggests that the Times is finally synthesizing the story of how Donald Trump has sworn to abuse power if reelected to avoid synthesizing the larger and more serious story that this is no longer about Donald Trump's personal pettiness and depravity. The two Trump advisors who are at the top of the story talking about the importance of crushing any independence in the executive branch, the story then notes, are involved in Project 2025, a $22 million presidential transition operation that is preparing policies, personnel lists, and transition plans to recommend to any Republican who may win the 2024 election. The transition project, the scale of which is unprecedented in conservative politics, is led by the Heritage Foundation, a think tank that has shaped the personnel and policies of Republican administrations since the Reagan presidency. And there is the story that belongs on the front page in 2023. It's not that the bad man might come back. It's that the bad man's blueprint for how to treat the presidency 
is an active planning document for the conservative movement and for his party. What reason is there to think that Ron DeSantis, who has abused every lever of power available to him as governor of Florida, wouldn't embrace the same set of goals? What evidence is there that any other Republican nominee wouldn't do the same? This is out in the Heritage Foundation and the conservative funding networks now. It's not a Donald Trump problem anymore. In other news of problems that aren't going away, the national section did a ride along with emergency crews in Phoenix who are spending their days responding to people struck down by the unending 110 degree heat. The lead image on the story is, as the caption says, a picture of them treating a man who collapsed from heat stroke in his kitchen after a day of repairing air conditioners outside in the high heat. The weather page in the small type says that Phoenix was 118 degrees yesterday. It's expected to be 113 today and 115 tomorrow. At least five people are dead and two toddlers are still missing. In the aftermath of flash flooding that swept away cars and people outside Philadelphia over the weekend. That's the news. Thank you for listening. Stay out of the heat if you can, and take a shower if you're able. Please subscribe to Indignity to keep us going. We'll talk again tomorrow.